lifted me
family. We want to welcome you into the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Church, uh, my name is Michael Romero, your New Beginnings Worship and Arts Pastor. My name is AJ Cullen, and I'm your Youth and Young Adults Pastor. Amen. And uh, uh, forgive us, 
if we still have our I just woke up face. <laughs> well, we've been at camp all week long. Yes. We surprised we don't have a I'm still asleep face. My right. gosh, man. <laughs> it has been just an amazing week, church. Um, so we just got back from summer youth camp on Friday, and I'm telling you, it is uh, it was it was amazing, oh, absolutely man. amazing. No words, no words. You'll get a describe. taste of it here in a second. Yeah. But hey, Pastor AJ, uh, tell us what's going on. We just want to catch you up on a couple of things, church, on on what's what is happening. On a few announcements. Absolutely. So, church, just as Pastor Mike said, uh, we had just we were just ended with our youth camp, and now it's time to get ready for Vacation Bible School VBS. We are so excited for that one as well because it's just like camp for uh, the youth, but for the little guys, the preschoolers. And it's going to be amazing. When, you, when they walk in, they're not going to recognize this, uh, this building because it's going to be like a big old playground for these kids. But they're going to have so much fun. Not only that, but they're going to be able to learn love, uh, Christ's love in a way that they can understand. They're going to do so many breakout sessions and games where they can know and understand who God is, who Christ is, and what Christ can do for them. Uh, God does not shy away from even the little guys. Amen? Amen. Hey, church. And with that being said, my brother, I want to remind you, um, there's a QR code behind me. And that QR code, I want you guys to connect with us. Uh, because that QR code allows you to do one thing, and I want you to connect with us for VBS more specifically. Don't forget, it's for preschoolers through fifth grade. And so if you have preschoolers through fifth graders in your life, whether it's a niece, a nephew, uh, a neighbor, uh, somebody that maybe, maybe you're babysitting and they allow you to take them, you know, and to give you that kind of freedom. Um, obviously, your children church invite them and bring them in because it's open to the entire community this is not a closed event right we we never have closed events mm-hmm. right this event is for our community to to share the love of christ with the with, with the young children and so that qr code behind me allows you to do two things one i want you to register the children in your life the preschoolers to fifth graders in your life two if your heart if the lord is leading you to maybe get involved we've been talking a lot about getting involved and maybe you want to get involved. Maybe that's a good way to do it. We need just crew leaders. Maybe, you, maybe you're good at photography. Or maybe you like running media. Um, maybe you just like security, right? Just making sure the kids are safe, right? Nobody's telling you you got to play with the kids or be all like that. Nobody's t- maybe making you a teacher. No. Not just because you get involved does that mean you're a teacher day one, right? Hey, maybe you just need security. Maybe you just need a helper around. Maybe set up crew, tear down crew. We need helpers in every area when it comes to VBS because this is a big building and it takes a lot to set up that week. So help us do that. And so with that QR code that's behind me or maybe on the screen at home, you can register uh, to A, uh, you can do that to volunteer or volunteer or register your children. Absolutely. It's going to be an amazing time. VBS starts on July 23rd. It will run all the way through July 27th. So be sure to register. There's plenty of time to do that. Also, young adults, we are going to meet this coming Thursday. What is young adults? We've kind of talked about it, kind of, it's been a while since we talked about it, but young adults, if you've just graduated high school this year and you're about to enter your, your, your college uh, career uh, from 18 to 25 years, you're probably thinking to yourself, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. I, I didn't even think I'd get this far. I didn't even think I was going to graduate, but Guess what? God has given you gifts and talents that you can use in whatever you want to do. And even that can help you decide what you want to do with your life, but also fulfill God's purpose. And I want to help you do that 
We have built a really strong community of young adults who are in college who are also trying to figure out those same things. So this coming Thursday at 7 p.m., we're going to be here in the sanctuary, and it's going to be an awesome time. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and, and church, one other thing that we want to remind you is our monthly food distribution is going to be happening this coming Friday the 9th, and that is going to be from 12 p.m. on. So from at 12 o'clock, we begin to distribute the food, and if you can help us distribute that, that would be awesome. We need volunteers to help us with that, and you can show up at 9 o'clock, or 10 o'clock, rather. If you can show up at 10 o'clock at the front office and check in with our sister Jessica Ramirez, that would be super helpful because this is going to be, especially now with the added traffic of a, a restaurant that just opened up across the street, we would really, really appreciate the help with traffic control. That would really help us. And church, those things, man, we, we all, always want to remind you to thank you and, and say thank you, really, so much for your faithful giving. Your church, we are a faithful, faithful church. And thank you so much for your faithfulness and your tithe and your obedience in that. Um, and, and in your giving, you because we always go above and beyond, church. We, we just can't say thank you enough. And church, with that, I want to remind you of just something that your tithe does. Turn your attention to the screens.
and I think God's just given me like an eye opener to see like who I should and shouldn't be like uh, like hanging out with and like my influencers. That's big. Hold up. Say that one more time. Uh, who I should and shouldn't be hanging out with my influencers. Hey, shout out adults, because y'all need to do that too. I'm just saying, we out. Thank you guys. He's pushed me harder than I thought he could and made me do things I didn't know. Amen, amen. Next, next, next. He helped me get, he helped me get, make more friends than usual. Amen, amen. What's up? He's been helping me get more, get more and more into it in these breakout sessions with AJ. Pastor Richard, yeah, come on up, come on up, Pastor Richard, yeah, I mean, church, uh, let, 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 let's, let's continue to worship and give him thanks for that, amen, that's, that's what you and I are able to do, that, those young people, Pastor Obama said this, he goes, you know, we, we call the kids the church of tomorrow, but no, they're the church of today, that's right, they are the church of today, and that's what you and I are doing, and church, I wish we had 30 minutes I wish we had two hours so we can show you the full video, Pastor, of the move of God. If we could show you all the video footage, all the pictures that we have, if we can just sit down and share stories with you of Pastor Richard's lives and how they were changed, how they were touched. Church, I'm telling you, man, you and I, we're doing it. We are healing and restoring lives through the love of Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing, man. We do it, and church, it was just an amazing time, and we say thank you so much for your faithful giving. If you want to be a part of that church and you want to continue to make impact like that, I invite you to do that. The ways to give are, are behind me on the screen, or, or, or there are tithing boxes around our sanctuary. There's in the, on the screen in front of you at home, and if you've never participated maybe in tithing or, or maybe giving, we invite you to do that. The ways to do that are on the screen behind me or on the screen at home. And don't forget about our tithing boxes. And for that, we say thank you so much, church. It was just such an amazing, amazing week. Pastor Richard, I'm so sorry you missed it. I know you yeah. wanted to go so bad. Yeah. And we had plans on having you go. And unfortunately, you know, you weren't able to go this year. But church, if you can participate next year and God is calling you maybe to, to help in that, maybe in the youth department, maybe in NV Kids, make an impact. Make an impact on the church of today, but just the younger generation. That's right. Amen. They're, they're today's church, tomorrow's leaders. Amen. And they're doing an amazing job. And for 41 years, we've been going to that camp. And we're going to continue to go to that camp. Even after I'm dead and gone, that camp is going to keep going forward until Jesus comes. Amen? Amen. Let's celebrate what the Lord did. An, another guy that was a big instrument there was David. David, come up here real quick. And... Uh, David, where are some of the things you saw God do at camp this week? Man, my, my favorite thing in the world is I see the kids who, when you see them here, they're quiet and they're reserved and they don't talk. But by the end of the week, we can't get them to shut up. They're just <laughs> screaming around and running, having the time of their lives. I've seen God fill students up with life. I've seen God bring kids out of their shells and, and begin to form relationships that I just know 
are going to last a lifetime. And beyond just the friendships and the relationships, I see students find hope in Jesus Christ, which is just the most beautiful thing in the world to me. So I'm just so honored that I, I was able to be a part of that this year. Amen. You know, um, if, if you don't already know, today is David's last day here at New Beginnings. He's going back to Mid-America Christian University to finish his degree, and uh, he's done a phenomenal job. God has used him greatly while he's been here, not just in the youth and junior high and high school, but also with us here when he's taken the pulpit. God has used him greatly. David, we want to thank you for your ministry here. Uh, I know you wanted to share a few words to the congregation of how your experience here has been. So step up here and sure. share your heart real quick, like. Well, church, uh, you guys are seriously, seriously my family, whether you realize it or not, whether we're super close or not. I first stepped into this church uh, probably back in 2014. I got involved in 2016, 2015, and uh, seven years ago, actually, I gave my life to Christ at this youth camp that we just got done watching a video about. And this church is where it all started for me. And from whether it was my first opportunity to serve or to, you know, ever preach, I've had so many amazing life experiences here at this church. But more than anything, I've found healing through this ministry. And I've, I've for the first time in my life, understood what family is through this ministry church. Uh, I never forget the, the one time we were doing the uh, youth fundraiser. And we didn't have that many donations come in. And so we had just a little tray of donations right there at the table. And all the ladies who helped with the coffee and, and in the kitchen, you know, got together. And they went over to Albertsons and they bought as many things as possible. And they donated so much the last minute. And we had a fantastic turnout. I remember that, mo that morning realizing, man, this is truly a family. We truly support each other. We truly, truly sacrifice and give to help these students and to help one another. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much, New Beginnings Church, for helping me realize that we truly are a family in Christ, that we truly have one another in Christ. And more than anything, we are loved by, by the God of the Most High. And so thank you, family, for allowing me to minister here. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of what God's doing here at New Beginnings Church. I love you guys so much. Amen. Well, David, we want to pray a blessing over you and uh, and. Um, right behind you is Pastor Michael. He, Michael is the uh, state director for the youth camp. So he pulls in the other Church of God congregations and uh, organizes and, and does all the executive background work and keeps everything in line and does an amazing job doing that. And David has been leading our youth. And uh, yes, last week we passed a mantle over to AJ. AJ, would you stand over uh, David, Michael as well, and would you just agree with me in prayer? Father, thank you so much for this young man of God. Father, you've uh, used him mightily. You've raised him up, Lord. Uh, we saw him, Lord, uh, come into the church as a young teenager and uh, attending youth and quiet, and all of a sudden, he gets saved at camp, and then he went to International Youth Convention, and God just grabbed a hold of his heart, and Lord, he hasn't let go of your hand. And thank you that you've used David so mightily, Lord, here at New Beginnings. Father, we're praying blessing over him as he goes to Mid-America to finish his training.
and get his degree. And Lord, whatever door you're going to have open for him, we pray that, Lord, he'd come back. But if not, then, Lord, uh, wherever you have him, Lord, we want him to just be in the center of your will. Bless him abundantly. Provide for his financial needs as he prepares for school. And Lord, let him know that there's a church that's going to be praying for him and standing with him throughout the year ahead. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We love you, David. Don't forget, today at 1230, we hope you could come back. We're going to have a little going away party for him, and uh, it's just going to be a special time to uh, share some pizza together and, and just let him know we love him. Amen? Hey, well, let's get in the Word. Um, I've I been doing this series called Choosing Your Future, and it's real important that we understand uh, how much... We need wisdom. Like AJ was just saying here a few minutes ago, sometimes when you're in high school, the only thing you're trying to get through is the end of the day. And then you finally realize, oh, I'm a senior. Man, I hope I'm going to graduate. And I'm working hard to graduate. And all of a sudden, you finally get to that point and you graduate. And sometimes you have no clue what you're going to do. You have no clue. There's some of those kids that have everything laid out and they know what they want to do since they were five. But there's some that graduate and they're like, now what? Do I go to college? Do I go to the military? Do I get a career? What do I do? And we really need wisdom. You see in the Bible that there's this man named Solomon. Solomon was the son of King David. He was one of his children and David was up in his years, and Solomon is now taking over the reign. And when Solomon is taking over the reign, he knows that he's a young man. Now, he's not a kid, but he's a young man. He is following the shoes of King David. Listen to me. Whenever you are the successor of someone, don't ever think you have to fill their shoes. AJ's not filling David's shoes. God gives you your own pair of shoes to fill. And he gives you those shoes and he says, now put them on and I'm gonna raise you up into those shoes. And sometimes when you fill those, put the, your feet in those shoes, those shoes are overwhelmingly large for you. It's kind of like when a kid puts his daddy's shoes on. But I'm telling you, you will grow into those shoes and you're gonna grow into the shoes God has. Well, in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon is now going to take the reign. And in chapter 3 of, 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 of Kings, of 1 Kings, he went to Gibeon to, to make a sacrifice there, to spend some time with God. Whenever you're going to make a major decision and you're taking a major post, it's always important that you spend time with God. It's always important that you seek God. And he sought God out there. And in chapter uh, chapter 3 of 1 Kings, in verse 5, he says right there, Solomon is asked by the Lord, ask me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Now, Solomon really thought about that and he said, man, I better know what I need to do and I better do what I need to do and to do that, I'm going to need wisdom. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for power. He didn't ask for position. He asked for wisdom. 
And he was like, I know my God's capable, and I know I'm not capable, so I know what I'm facing. So he asked for wisdom. And you see that Solomon was given this abundant wisdom. In the book of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11, it says, wisdom is more precious than rubies. It says, nothing you desire can compare to it. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, getting wisdom is the most important thing that you can do. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 12, it says, if you become wise, you'll be, it'll be, uh, you will be the one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you'll be the one to suffer. Oh, how many of us have suffered because we lack wisdom? We do dumb, dumb things. And what's really dumb is when you do something dumb and then you go right back and you do it again. It's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) If you always do what you always got, you'll always get what you always got. And so let's not do the same dumb thing over and over. So God, help us today to live wisely. And And living wisely really means having wisdom. And I pray we grab a hold of that in Christ's name. They say that Solomon's wisdom was amazing. Benefits of his wisdom were amazing. There's a lot of scripture I'm gonna throw out real quick. If you have the app, you could go to the outline and you could have all those scriptures. But in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 14, it says, in the same way, wisdom is sweet for your soul. And if you find it, you will have a bright future and your hopes will not be cut short. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse uh, eight, it says you, re- you acquire wisdom. To acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. In, wis- in Proverbs four, verse eight, it says, if you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. In Proverbs chapter nine, verse 11, it says, wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. In Proverbs 24, verse five, it says, the, the, wis, uh, the wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. In Proverbs three thirty-five, it says, the The wise inherit honor, but fools, fools are put to shame. Oh, how many times has that happened? In Proverbs 15, verse 24, the path of of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind them. Man, there's so many scriptures on wisdom. And God wants us to embrace it. Solomon embraced it. And you saw that Solomon asked not for riches. He asked for wisdom. And right after, if you read First Kings chapter 3, don't do it right now. But when you read it, it says right after he asked for wisdom, he was sitting there in the judgment seat. And two ladies were fighting over a child. And this lady said, hey, I... I, I you know, my child died and she's got my child. That's really my child. And she's going, no, this is my child. And they're fighting over the child. So Solomon says, you know what? Give me that child. And he calls a soldier over and he says, you know what? Cut this baby in half and give each one half. 
And the one that was the mother said, no, no, don't, don't, let her go ahead and have him. Let her go ahead and have him. She goes, that's the one who is the real mother. She goes, she's the real mother. So I'll give it to her. And shame on you. Shame on you for wanting to take her child and willing to kill her child just as your child had died. And everyone said, wow, this man has an abundance of wisdom. This man is so brilliant. This man is so smart. Wow, he really understands. And everyone knew that God had given him wisdom. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, it says, she offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. And she will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. In chapter 4, verse 12 of Proverbs, it says, when you walk, when you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Oh, that's what wisdom gives you. And the last verse I want to share about the wisdom and what Solomon shared. He's the one that wrote these Proverbs. He's the one that shared these truths. And he says in verse chapter 4, verse 5, he says, get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them because it will prosper your life. So it's real important that we grab a hold of wisdom. It's real important that you read the word. You know what? Some people read one chapter of Proverbs a day. It's, there's 31 chapters. There's usually 31 days in a month. If not, if it's 30, then read two chapters that month. But I'm telling you, if you read a chapter a month and do this over and over and over with the book of Proverbs, it's amazing what you start holding on to and what takes part in your life and you start walking in wisdom and you start sharing wisdom and you start imparting wisdom and you really are leading by wisdom because God is now redirecting your path. He's redirecting your steps. Think of your life when you came to Christ and when you've been growing in Christ and when you've been learning about Christ and when you've been applying the things of Christ. Think of how your life has prospered since then to now and how much you've grown. And you look back and you go, wow, I used to really be dumb. And man, I'm not as dumb as I used to be. I'm still a little dumb, but man, I'm getting smarter and smarter every day. Amen? Amen. There's people, I was telling some people that, that, you know, after people's names, sometimes you see MD for medical doctor and DD for a doctor of dentistry, and, and, and some ministers have DD. It's doctor of divinity. I used to always have DD, just Richard Mansfield, double dumb, because I was going through life like, man, when are you ever going to get it? And man, when I came to Christ, I got it. And he's taken me to a whole new level of thinking, a whole new way, level of living. And listen, we can re- really become those people. And we could become wise when we apply some things to our life. So let me share some of those things, how to get us to be wise, how to be able to be prosperous, how to be able to be a man or woman of wisdom. And we become wise when, first of all, we listen to God's word every day. We listen to it every day. And I don't mean just play it. I'm saying we read the word of God, but when you read, you listen to what you're reading. You're taking heart to what you're reading. 
Some people read, read, and they go, man, I read a whole chapter. What would you read? Oh, I don't know. I read a whole chapter, though. It's like, well, what did it say to you? Well, I read a whole chapter. But yeah, but did you get anything out of it? I read it. It's like, no, but is it reading you? Is it speaking to you? What did it say to you? How did it amplify in your head when you read those words? How did it ring in your heart that it spoke something into your life that it's changing you and it's grabbing a hold of you and it's transforming you and it's shaping you into the man or woman of God that you are to be? And you're saying, Lord, thank you. Speak to me. What is it that you want to say to me today, Lord? I'm going to read this, Lord. How does it apply to my life first and foremost? And Lord, what is it you want me to grab a hold out of it? And Lord, what is it you want me to share to my husband or wife? What do you want me to share to my son or my daughter? What do you want me to share to my father or my mother? What do you want me to share to my loved ones? What do you want me to share with my coworkers, the people that I do life with? What is it that you want me to bring forth from the word that you share? And he doesn't want us to bring hellfire and brimstone. He wants us to bring love, love with correction, correction with love. He wants us to bring rebuke, but rebuke with the love, and love draws all men, and love covers a multitude of sin. That doesn't mean it hides someone's sin. That means that, you know what? You and I were once sinners, but we no longer throw that in each other's face because we love each other, and God's love has now freed us from that. In the book of Proverbs, chapter one, verse seven, it says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Isn't that the truth? People sometimes, you see kids in school and they're trying to be good and they're telling someone next to them, be quiet, we're gonna get in trouble. I don't care if we get in trouble. And that kid's in and out of trouble, in and out of going to the principal's office, in and out getting into trouble. And it's like, what is going on? My goodness, and that good kid is sometimes getting in trouble because they're hanging around with the wrong people. The book of, of in Corinthians, it says, it says bad company corrupts good character. And we need to stay away from that. So you need to learn, and you need to learn that the fear of the Lord, in other words, bowing before the Lord, coming before the Lord, knowing that he is king, he is God, he is glory, that is the beginning of wisdom knowing that he is the highest power. He isn't just a higher power. He is the highest of highest of highest of all powers. He is the only power to cry out to. The book of Proverbs, chapter two, verse six, it says, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So what is it he's saying to you? If he's saying to you, man, you don't read the word very much, He's not condemning you for it. He's saying that's why you don't prosper. Step up and start reading the word. You see some people that come to Christ right away and all of a sudden, man, they're quoting scriptures and they're growing and they're doing good and you go, golly, why are they doing that? Because they're working at it. They're reading the word. They're getting into it. They're studying. They're coming before God and spending time there. In the book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 14, it says a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool eats on trash. Boy, doesn't that preach. You see people that, man, they're consumed with TikTok and their Snapchat and 
all these different social media, that's not a sin to look at that. Man, there's some people that are using that platform to share the gospel and educate people and challenge people in their walk. But some people are just feeding off of garbage. So listen to God's word every day in your life by reading it, by studying it, by listening to a sermon, listening to people that inspire you, by there's, there's chat rooms, you, there's blogs you could get into, there's, there's just podcasting you could listen to, to listen to people to edify your spirit. The second thing, if we're really gonna become wise, we become wise when, when we start enlisting people who challenge us to walk along life with you, but somebody that challenges you, someone that helps you get stronger, someone that helps you get into the word, someone that helps you become a godly man or woman, someone that really challenges the way you think and the way you look at things, and you go, wow, man, I never looked at it like that. Man, I never really thought about it like that. Do you have those people in your life? Do you have those people in your life that are really making you think different, approaching life differently? You're looking at life through a different set of lenses because of those people that you've enlisted to walk along life with you. Or are you just gonna find people that are just as lost and dumb as you? It's like, man, you can find anyone to support any kind of crazy idea you have. So if you want to live in sin, you can say, hey, it's okay to do drugs and, and, and serve the Lord, right? And you can find some place and twist the word, and you can find enough people to agree with you that you'll say, well, they're Christians, and they said it's okay. Well, yeah, if they're just as lost as you and confused as you, you're going to come up with the same answers. But if you really want to grow, you're going to find people that are really doing life the way you want to get to be. And you start saying, man, I want to follow that person. And if they have time to mentor you, that's awesome. But sometimes people can mentor you from a distance. So you observe them. You hear them. If they're on a platform where they're teaching, you start listening to their teaching. Man, you could be mentored by Billy Graham and he's already dead. But there's... Our archives that he left behind. You could be trained by people like Joyce Meyer or, or Beth Moore that, that are really changing lives. You don't have to know her personally, but you could start reading what they write or, or hearing their teachings. You could be taught by John Maxwell and, and, and Greg Rochelle and people that are really making an impact in this world by listening to some of their podcasts and listening. You, you can learn from them. Enlist people that are gonna change your life. Man, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 20, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. <laughs> Man, how many of us have been there? Please don't raise your hand. The person next to you is doing it for you. They're going right here. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says, fools think that their own way is right, but the wise, they listen to others. They listen to others and go, what do you think? What do you think about this? There's some people that call me and go, man, I've been praying about something and 
what do you think about this, Pastor? And I'll throw out a bunch of things, and I go, man, I think you're right on target. Say, go praise the Lord. And sometimes I go, well, you know, I mean, that's a really neat idea, but have you considered this, 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 and this? And I go, man, I hadn't even thought about those things. And that doesn't mean it's not something they should do. It just means they're not quite ready to launch out to do it yet because they are missing some pieces. Listen to some people. Listen to people. Because fools think that their way is right, but the wise listen to others. Another thing, if you really want to become a person of wisdom and, and become wise, we need to ask questions and accept correction. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. But then, if you're going to ask a question, don't be afraid to accept correction. Because sometimes if you ask somebody, they might say, well, you know what? That's not a very wise thing to do. You really ought to consider this. And they're going like, wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, shut up. Who asked you anyway? You did. (laughs) You did. (laughs) You just asked me. (laughs) And sometimes people don't like the answers we give because God had already spoken it to them. And now they're asking someone else and God is using that person and they're like, man, I don't know if I like what I'm hearing. Look what it says in Proverbs 18, verse 15. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Man, have open ears and an open heart. Say, God, what is it you want me to learn? Lord, I really want to learn. Teach me, lead me, guide me, instruct me. I really need to hear from you, Lord. In chapter 19, verse 27 of Proverbs, it says, if you stop listening to instruction, my child, You will turn your back on knowledge. Man, don't you know people that quit wanting to listen? Talk to the hand, talk to the hand, talk to the hand. Or put the clipboard in front of your face. I don't want to listen to you. You're not not talking to me anymore. Well, you can't get educated until you hear somebody out all the way. Sometimes you hear them out all the way and you find out they're smarter than what you thought. Sometimes you find out they're just as dumb as you thought, but you at least get to hear them out. See, you get to hear them out. It's important that we, what, we not stop listening. Ask questions. Ask questions that are going to lift you up. Ask questions that are going to edify you. Don't ask questions to put them on the spot. Ask questions to edify you and to strengthen you and to help you get knowledge. You don't have to prove how dumb they are. You're trying to find out how smart you could get and how smart you could be. So not being a smart aleck, but to really educate yourself and to learn. So don't stop listening. Don't stop acquiring knowledge. And then if we want to become wise, remember and reinforce what you've learned. So it's important that you remember So write things down. Write things down and go back on that journal that you're writing. Say, man, that'll preach. That was good, and you write it down. Go, man, that was a good saying. You write it down. Don't just write it down to write it down. Go back and look it over. Go back and read it. Go back and study it and go, man, that was good. I need to learn to apply that to my life. 
I need to learn to put that into practice. I need to really be able to hold on to that. So I want to remember it, but then reinforce it in what you learn. Reinforce it by what you've learned. Reinforce it by what you teach. In other words, take it in, but then share it. Take it in and then share it. Because the more you share it, the more you take it in, and the more it becomes a part of who you are. We really need to become wise. We really need to develop our wisdom. We need to really develop these traits. Wisdom isn't something that's just imparted. Wisdom is given to anyone who asks. The book of James says, man, if you lack wisdom, ask, and it'll be given to you. So we need to really seek God. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verses 17 and 18, it says, a person who gets ahead by opposing, oppressing, rather, the poor, or by showering gifts on the rich, will end up in poverty. Listen to the words of the wise. Apply your heart to instruction, for it is good to keep things, these sayings in your heart, and always ready on your lips. He's saying, man, don't make fun of people that are lesser than you, that have less than you. It's not about riches. It's about the riches and wealth of your heart the riches and wealth of your knowledge, the riches and wealth of your wisdom. Those are the things you should keep on your lips and keep in your heart and really make something really big out of and to share and to be able to always be ready to share. The speak hope. Sometimes we even give unsolicited advice. People are nearby and you're there and you happen to be in the room and people are talking about something, if you know that they're headed for disaster, don't say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but you just say, you know what? I, I, was, I couldn't help but overhear what you all were talking about, and have you considered this? Have you considered these obstacles? Have you considered this path? Have you considered this route that you might take? Have you considered these words of wisdom that have been spoken by other leaders? Have you sought out some? Slow down. You're going 100 miles an hour. Slow down. You need to think of the people that you might step on along the way. You might not be considering the people that you might hurt because you're doing something that they're already doing, but they might not be doing it as well as what you might want. Maybe you've considered coming alongside of them to help them. See, speak up, speak life, speak wisdom. In chapter 4 of Proverbs, verse 21 and 22, it says, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart. He goes, let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they will bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Man, he's talking about words of wisdom. Man, when they go deep into your heart, it, it, takes, it becomes part of your DNA. It becomes part of your personality, part of your thinking, of how you process. Now you're processing different. You still might be that person that jumps before they look, but man, You've been around long enough to know how to land. 
But let me tell you something. I used to be the jump before you look. And boy, I just, by the grace of God, I'm not dead. Because I've done some really dumb things before because I didn't listen. I didn't seek God. And I didn't seek godly counsel. It's so important that we do that. It's so important that we trust each other. It's so important that we lean into each other. And the very last thing I want to say, if we really want to be people of wisdom, is go do it. Go do it. Put it into practice. Seek God. Listen to him every day. Seek God and ask questions and accept correction. Seek God and, and remember and reinforce what you've learned. And just do it. Put it into practice. Adhere to it. Don't just be a person that, that takes all these notes and they highlight their Bible and their Bible has all kinds of colors of highlighted scriptures. They don't even know why they highlighted them. They go, oh, that's good, yeah. That, uh, the pastor used that. Oh, yeah, the teacher used that. Yeah, the Bible study leader did that. But you don't even know. Put a little note on the side of your Bible. Or take a notebook and start writing, but then read the notebook. Go over it in a quiet time. If you have a break at work, take that little notebook with you and, and read it and go, man, that was good. Man, that was good. I got to start memorizing that verse. Man, that was good what that teacher said. I liked what they said. I'm going to start applying it to my life. You see, you go and do it. You put it into practice. You really take hold. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, 22 through 25, he said, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself walk away and you forget what you look like. It's like, can you imagine if you look in the mirror and your makeup's all messed up? You put your lipstick on and you were in the car and it went all crooked. And you look in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, I look like an idiot. But you don't do anything about it. You just walk away and you look like an idiot the rest of the day. Or you put your mascara on and all of a sudden it went, and it went down to your face. And you're like, wow, oh my gosh, I better straighten that out when I get inside the office. You get to go to the restroom. And then you forget what you look like. It's like he's saying, don't ignore what God's showing you, in other words. You see yourself and you walk away and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that sets you free. And if you do what it says and you don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So in the words of the prophet Nike, just do it. <laughs> but really, truly, do it now. Put it into practice. Go and do it. Be transformed by it. Totally rely on it. Look to God's word. What does it say? 
When you say, man, I got this great idea. I've been thinking about this. Well, what does the word say about that? The word addresses things in our life. And it gives us wisdom. And sometimes we say, man, I wish I would have listened to God's word beforehand. I wish I would have studied it. I wish I would have enlisted some people in my life to speak life into me instead of death that I'm now headed towards. God wants to free you. He wants to speak to you. He's been speaking to some of you right now saying like, man, I really need to start getting into the word. He's been speaking to some of you saying, I really need to enlist some people of wisdom, people that know more than me, people that can teach me. I really, really need to start asking questions and accepting correction. If you're going to ask a question, you better be ready for the answer because sometimes we're not. Then we think they're ganging up on us, but they're not. They're trying to speak direction and correction into you. And then you need to say, God, I need to really remember what I've learned and reinforce it in my life and to get stronger and to really just do it. And you can't do that unless, like the song we sang earlier, <laughs> I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God's. No matter where you've gone, where you've been, he set you free. We're a child of God. We can now stand we can now listen, we can now follow because we're a child of God. Oh, that we really would listen to our Father and seek his wisdom and seek his direction. And oh, that you would do then what he says. And to some of you, he's calling you right now. He's calling you to him. You haven't been walking right. You haven't even been serving God. And today he's saying, won't you receive me as your savior? If you've never prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your savior, I introduce you, I will introduce you to him. He's calling on you. And if you've never prayed a prayer to receive him and you wanna do that, raise your hand and say, you know what, pastor, that's me. God's been speaking to me throughout the sermon. Is there anyone here today that wants to just receive Christ as Savior and Lord, and you've never done that. Well, then I want to pray for all of us. I want to pray that we really would yield to the Lord and really, really read his word and dedicate ourselves to reading his word and to listening to God and saying, God, as your child, I want to enlist people to help me walk the righteous walk, to be accountable to to help mentor me and guide me and lead me and instruct me. So would you stand with us as we sing this song? And if you want prayer, I encourage you to come up. There's people that are going to pray with you. Some of you have been going through real trials and you're overwhelmed. Release it to the Lord. Come and just say, God, I need to give it up. I need to quit taking this on my own and carrying it on my own. Would you just trust him today? and release your burden to the Lord. Sing with us, would you?
children of God. And we bless your holy name. And God, we're believing that you are speaking to us. You're asking us to follow you, to seek you with all of our heart, for you will be found. And Lord God, we ask that you impart wisdom, that Lord, you just lavish us with your knowledge and understanding, so that Lord, we can obey the things that you speak to us, that we would not just read it and hear it, but then obey it. Father, I pray blessing upon blessing upon everyone here today and those watching online. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, amen. God bless you, church. I hope you come back today at 1230 to wish David a blessing. Feel free to just give him any kind of a financial blessing so that we can launch him out blessed.